Good day, everybody. This is Susan Elliott, host of Me Lane Talking Podcast. And before we get to the episode, I wanted to give you a little description about what the episode is going to be all about. And also, I wanted to thank everybody who became a patron through Patreon this past month. And some of you have received a bonus episode. And I know that I still owe some of you another bonus episode, as well as weekly mini episodes and written content. And that will be coming soon. I know that some of you guys have requested t-shirts and I'm looking into it. If anybody knows anything about getting a really good price on t-shirts let me know because I don't want it to cost anybody an arm and a leg and at the beginning of every episode I'm going to give a shout out to some of my meanies not all of them because I think that it would start to become ridiculous and redundant and other people wouldn't listen to it so I really want to take the time to say how grateful I am for the people that sign up for Patreon thank you so much to Cheryl and Dave I'm really grateful for your support it means so very much I have two Amy's I have Amy J and Amy M thank you so much Amy's I appreciate the Amy's as meanies that is terrific I want to shout out to Amory, Jane Kathy and Linda Kathy was the first patreon patron and i really appreciate it thank you so much kathy you started the ball rolling and i appreciate it linda had trouble getting to the patreon account from meanladytalking.com i don't know if anybody else has had that problem but if it does just go to patreon www.patreon.com and either just go there and put in mean lady talking in the search or backslash Mean Lady Talking. But you should be able to go right to the website, MeanLadyTalking.com, and click on Become a Meanie and Become a Meanie. The more meanies, the merrier. Anyway, the, this episode is important. It, it covers three different things. It covers breakup, violence, obsession, and being replaced by the ex on social media, and they kind of all weave together. A few episodes ago, I mentioned Nina Reiser. She's not mentioned on this episode because I'm doing a separate episode on people that get murdered after a breakup. And she got murdered during childcare exchange. And I know that you guys know that I say all the time, don't go into the other one's house to exchange children. They got into an argument. He struck her. I don't remember if the strike killed her. She hit her head against the post and then he killed her. What happened? But the kids were downstairs. The, the little boy knew that his father had killed his mother but for many many months he denied it and she was considered missing and then finally after a very very long time he finally led them to her body it was really horrible and in this episode there is a parent that makes a really really fatal decision that was completely wrong if you have any friends that have children of high school or college age please make sure that they listen to this episode even if there was no violence in the relationship there is a possibility of breakup violence I think this is an important episode and I apologize for the fact that I get a little shouty but I used to go to a 12-step program and this guy used to be screaming and he would always say I'm not angry I'm enthusiastic. So I'm not angry. I'm just very passionate about this subject, breakup violence. And the last thing that I want to say is that I have made the decision that I am going to make this boot camp that starts on June 21st, the last boot camp that I do. And there's a few reasons for that. I'm going to be writing a book over the summer while I have the attachment rejection and grief boot camp going. I want to spend all of my time in the fall working on other things and all of the post-production that the book will need. There will be some other options, but I am going 
going to end the boot camps effectively after this one. And if you want to join the boot camps, go to gpybbootcamps.com. That's all one word, gpybbootcamps.com and read the requirements and then send me an email and I'll send you a registration form. But June 21st boot camps going to be the very last boot camp that I do. I will be giving more updates on that in a few future episodes, but I made that decision just in the past few days. There will be some other options of working with me, but the boot camps themselves will be effectively ended at when this one ends at the end of August. So if you want to join a boot camp with me, now's your chance because there's not going to be another one. Talk to you guys soon. Take care, everybody. Have a good day. Thank you for your support. I hope you get something great out of this episode. Talk to you all soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Welcome to the Mean Lady Talking Podcast, the tough-talking, advice-giving show by the not-really-mean, mean lady, Susan J. Elliott. Good day, everybody. This is Susan Elliott, host of the Mean Lady Talking Podcast. And welcome to episode 16. Now, I'm very excited to let everybody know that the Jody Arias Appeal oral arguments are coming up. They're like next in line. Can't wait. I have gone through all of the briefs and I have made a copious notes. I mean, they go on and on and on and on. I have a three inch, three ring binder that I put in her appeal brief, the state's reply, and then her reply answer to the state's reply. And even though a lot of my breakup listeners might not be interested in true crime, this has a lot to do with breakup, obsession, stalking. People know that I've done a podcast on male stalking because I think that there was a lot of misinformation that was disseminated at the Jodi Arias trial by Alice LaViolette, who was her one of her defense witnesses. A lot of what she said was complete hogwash. There are also people who support Jodi Arias saying that she was a domestic violence victim. And if she was a domestic violence victim, I'm the Queen of England and I would appreciate if all the people that live in Buckingham Palace right now could move out so I could move in. There's another site that is Jody is Innocent, something like that. First of all, innocent is not the same as not guilty. If you're innocent of a crime, it means you had nothing to do with it. You were nowhere near there. There was a case of mistaken identity or something happened. In a criminal trial, you have to be found not guilty. That's not the same as innocent. Even if you're found not guilty, it doesn't mean you're innocent. It means that they did not prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this is what you did. Jody Arias killed Travis Alexander. There's absolutely no mistake about that. She killed him. She killed him in cold blood. There was no self-defense because even in self-defense, you have a duty to retreat at a certain point when the danger is gone. And there's no way, there's no way, according to her, she shot him in the face first. Then she stabbed him 27 times, once in the back of the head. So people who support her say that he was still grabbing at her. How was he grabbing at her from the back of his head? He was wet and he was naked and he was either shot or stabbed a bunch of times. At some point, he was mortally wounded and she continued to kill him. And she not only did all of that to him, but then she dragged his body into the shower and left him there. Now, 
If you're fighting for your life in self-defense, you don't kill somebody and then drag them to the shower and leave them there and then take off. She also drove to Utah where she started canoodling with another guy. Somebody who's been so traumatized because somebody was trying to abuse them and they wound up killing them does none of those things. None of those things. She tried to clean up the aftermath of the crime and she was unsuccessful. She was so stupid that she threw the camera in the washing machine. Why she threw the camera in the washing machine is beyond me. The only thing, and I've tried to think about this ever since I watched the trial, which I watched the trial several times all the way through. And most people who support Jodi Arias are people that you could tell by talking to them. They've never watched the whole trial all the way through. I've watched her testimony multiple times. I've watched most of the trial multiple times. I have fast forwarded through some of Kurt Nurmi's stuff because he just drives me absolutely crazy. Not only with how slow that he talked, but his mispronunciation of words. He pronounced hyperbole, hyperbole, and he did it a bunch of times and it made me absolutely nuts. Anyway, even legally, her defense of self-defense doesn't wash. It just doesn't wash. And even if she got a new trial, there's just no way that self-defense, she's not a domestic violence victim. And I really am angry that she tried to hijack that even after the jury found her guilty. When they found her guilty, they basically saying, we don't believe your abuse claims. We just don't believe it. And even after that, she did her elocution at sentencing with these dumb survivor t-shirts that she was going to hold up and, and donate the proceeds to domestic violence. We don't want your tainted money, Jody Arias. The jury didn't believe that you were a domestic violence victim. Stuff it. Stuff those shirts. Anyway, I also am going to be talking about the Emma Walker stalking but there was another case in Massachusetts, in Wayland, Massachusetts, and I know that town well. I knew I worked for a long time with somebody who was from that town. I worked on the, on the 495 tech corridor for a long time. Lauren Asley was killed by her boyfriend, and 48 Hours did a, a show on it, and they called it breakup violence, and they said it's a growing trend. It's not a growing trend. It's been around forever. Just people are starting to come to realize it. I hate when journalists get it wrong. It's not a growing trend. It's something that has been around a long time. I just did a podcast a little while ago on this obsessiveness. Obsessiveness is something that will lead to violence in a relationship. This whole, let me see your phone. If you're in a relationship with somebody who's like, who's obsessed about where you are, has to keep in touch with you all the time, doesn't let you go off, off the radar, we all should go off the radar and women especially should go off the radar. I have an article called Women Being Unavailable Versus Playing a Game and I will link it in the show notes. I will also link the podcast that I did recently on signs of abusive relationship. And let me see your phone is a growing issue. Obsession is a growing issue. And I don't mean growing like it's a trend like 48 Hours said. These are not trends. These are old as the moon. Except I think that social media exacerbates the problem. It absolutely exacerbates the problem. I wrote an article for Psychology Today, and it was called Replaced by the X in a Very Public Way. And one of the things is that social media adds to knowing that the X has moved on, and it also 
allows your ex to see that you moved on. If you're the one who broke up the relationship, it really can be dangerous sometimes. Even if there was absolutely no hint of abuse in the relationship, it can be dangerous both for males and females, if you start letting people know, either gloating about the relationship or being very public about moving on. When I did the male stalking podcast and article, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, men have a tendency to not realize that an obsessive stalkerish girlfriend can murder you. And please learn from Travis Alexander and Ryan Poston that they can. And like I said, Ryan Poston was armed to the teeth and was killed with his own gun by an obsessive ex-girlfriend. It happens, guys. It happens. So I really encourage both men and women to not flaunt a new love on Facebook, on social media, on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, because sometimes, especially in high school, especially in high school and college, people are friends of friends of friends. People have a lot of mutual friends. So even if you and your ex have blocked each other, which you should do after a breakup, many times with younger people, I find that they still know what the other one is doing by way of their friends. And I've told people for years now, and I have it in almost every single article that I have. I have a, an article called Leaving the Abusive Relationship, which is my story. And I talk about how around the time of a breakup or right after a breakup is the most dangerous time. It's the most dangerous time. And when I finished the podcast on Emma Walker, because I watched the trial of, of her ex-boyfriend, who's the one who killed her. It's a very dangerous time. And she was, she was home asleep in her bed and she got killed. It's, you know, it's just unbelievable. And in the Lauren Asley case, Nathaniel, who was an ex-boyfriend, he seemed all depressed and withdrawn after the breakup. And his mother went to Lauren and asked her to speak to him. That is girls, women, guys, boys, men, do not, do not. Do not, do not go speak to your ex who seems depressed over the breakup. Don't do it. And if you're the parent of somebody who breaks up, it's your responsibility to teach that kid how to deal with a breakup, not to go to the ex-girlfriend and ask her to talk to him. That's your parental responsibility. Now your kid's in prison. Instead of going to college on a football scholarship, now he's in prison. Because you abdicated your responsibility. And when the group of friends asked what signs were there that Nathaniel could have been violent, they said the way he spoke to his mother. If you don't keep your kids in check, that's what's going to happen. I raised four kids. Not one of them ever backtalked to me, ever backtalked me. It absolutely wouldn't happen. But if you have a kid who's out of control and now he's depressed over a breakup, you don't tell... His ex-girlfriend, and I had this. Now, this is why I say it's not a growing trend. Breakup violence is not a growing trend. It's one that's been around forever. I had a friend in high school. She went out with this guy four years of high school. There was abuse in the relationship. There was absolutely no doubt. He had no problem abusing her in front of other people. When they finally broke up after high school, his mother called me and asked me what was wrong with her. What was wrong with her? It was like she'd had enough. She'd had absolute enough. And the mother had coddled him to death. But yeah, his mother called me and said, what's wrong with her? And I know that she called the girlfriend as well. It's your responsibility to take care of your kids that are having 
difficulty with a breakup, not somebody else's and definitely not the ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Don't abdicate your responsibility. If you can't control your kids, that's your problem. Don't make it somebody else's problem. But anyway, social media makes it worse, makes it absolutely worse. So even if you have broken up with somebody and you feel good about it and you've gone on to another relationship, whatever, just try to tone it down or only show the posts about that to a certain group of friends and try to make sure that that group doesn't involve mutual friends. You don't want to be slammed by your ex's social media post. Many times, the cure to that is to detox from social media as hard as it is, and the younger you are, the harder it's going to be, but you have to do it. And you have to block the ex and any mutual friends. And if you can't do that, then it's time to get off social media altogether. But when you're obsessed with the ex, Most of your sentences, either out loud or in your mind, begin with, how could he? Why did she? When will they? Who were they with? What are they doing? Where are they going? It almost never starts with me. What am I doing? Where am I going? What should I be focused on? The focus is almost totally on the ex and the ex's new partner if there's one. Listen to the questions in your mind. Listen to the questions in your children's mind. Where is the main focus? If it's the ex and the ex's new partner, it's the wrong place. And I don't know how many times I have to say this in the Facebook group. It's in the guidelines. Go there and read it. If your ex took up with somebody, they're not the new whore. They're not the new slut. They're not the tramp. Don't use those words. Those are misogynistic words, no matter who is saying them. My ex started sleeping with a coworker while we were still together. I never once called her any of those names. Not once, not ever. You know why? Because I'm not a misogynist. I don't call other women names like that. I don't do it. Not even the woman that was sleeping with my husband. I don't do it. And that woman doesn't owe you anything. And the reason why I'm directing this at at women is because I never hear men do this. I never hear men say, oh, you know, her new bozo or her new asshole or what I never hear that from guys never they'll say the new guy or whatever but I've never heard a guy really slam the new guy you know with all these disgusting names like women do don't do it ladies don't do it and that other woman owes you absolutely nothing it's your ex that either owes you something or has the right to move on but no matter what it is you have no right to call another woman those names those are misogynistic names They're harmful to all women, including yourself, when they come out of your mouth. Don't say them. But you need to get focused on you and stop being other-oriented. And if social media makes that worse, you have to get off of social media. You have to take responsibility for the fact that the very thoughts that you're being plagued with are the ones that you put inside your own damn head. And as I say in getting past your breakup, does it hurt when you do that? Well, don't do that. You need to make a decision to stop. You need to make a decision to have self-restraint when visions of your ex and the new partner start rolling around inside your head. You need to turn your attention to you and stop wallowing in thoughts of them. Like I said in the video, when the person you love doesn't love you, I'll put that in the show notes. A lot's going in these show notes. When you're thinking about them, that's three people thinking about them and nobody thinking about you. You have a duty and a responsibility to you to do the thinking for you, not somebody else. 
Your ex is focusing on getting their lives back together. Your ex is focused on building a new life with a new person. And what are you doing? You're watching them build it brick by miserable brick. It's not good. It's not healthy. And you need to move on. Whether you're a woman of 40, a guy of 17, a woman of 25, whether you've been involved with women, whether you've been involved with men, whether you're in opposite sex relationships, same sex relationships, who knows what relationships, no matter what, it applies to absolutely everyone. Get your head back into your own life. Don't wonder, is this really a rebound or are they really in love? What are they thinking? What are they doing? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's none of your business. What they're doing doesn't change anything about you or who you are today. When you've been replaced, especially on social media in a very public way, and I can tell you that the boyfriend that I had, the homicidal ex-boyfriend, I talked about this a few podcasts ago, when he got drunk and was making out with Bridget on the beach, I heard about that within like a half an hour of it happening. So we didn't need social media. We had people running into your house going, guess what's going on? It's hard and it hurts, but everyone is replaced at some point. But it's not a good idea to watch your replacement stroll off into the sunset with your old partner. There's no good reason to pay the price of admission to their fairy tale. Go see something or someone else. Get over it. Get over your relationship. That's what you need to be doing. People are wondering, does my ex miss me? And what if I said, no, they don't. They don't miss you. They don't miss you at all. You don't like that answer? Why? Why? What what would be... Good if they were missing you. What exactly would that gain you if they were missing you? Nothing. Because I've told people three years after I broke up my marriage and a year after my ex had gotten married to someone else, he called me up at work out of the blue, something he'd never done before. I'd been working there three years. He had never once called me on the phone. Never once. He calls me up out of the blue. I thought somebody died. I was like, what the hell? And he, you know, he's, he, he started with small talk and I'm just like frozen in my seat on my, in my office. I'm like, what is going on? And he says, I miss you. This is a man who just got married to the woman that he cheated on me with, the third woman he cheated on me with. And he says, I miss you. And he says it in this lovey-dovey way. Lovey-dovey way. And I looked at the phone like it was made out of molten lava. Like I just wanted to fling it across the room. Like this was a nightmare that I needed to wake up from. And I'm just looking at the phone receiver like, what? (laughs) What? What are you talking about? And I said nothing, which is not what he was used to because I used to play along with this silly shit and I no longer did. Only it had been a while since he tried the silly shit, so he wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. But he says to me, I miss you. And I'm thinking, you just got married to someone else. What the hell are you talking about? And I said nothing, not a word, not a goose egg, nothing. And he said to me, you could say you miss me too. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's the itch that needed scratching. He had an itch that needed scratching. He was sitting there in his dopey little world with his pointy little head wondering if I missed him. Who the hell cares? Who the hell cares? And he couldn't keep himself from picking up the phone and doing something he hadn't done in three years, calling me at work. What? 
Like what, isn't your wife making you happy? What's going on here? He just had this thought one day that I might miss him. <laughs> I went, I said nothing. He said, you could say you miss me too. And I said nothing because I didn't. And I said to him, but I don't. And I tried to say it as nice as possible, but there's really no nice way of saying it. I wasn't saying it to be vengeful. I wasn't saying it to be sarcastic. I wasn't saying it to be, ha, 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 I don't miss you, you dumb bastard. But the truth was, I didn't miss him. And I had no idea why he was calling me to tell me this, to share these stupid feelings with me. Who cares? Keep it to yourself. I said, but I don't. And he slammed down the phone. So there you go. And I never got one of those calls again. But if your ex is missing you, they're not acting on it. They're not calling you up. They're, they're content to let it pass. They're just sitting there going, maybe I miss them, but you know, whatever. So it doesn't matter if they're sitting home pining away for you or they're frolicking on a Caribbean beach with a new love. It doesn't matter. Missing you is worth nothing. Nothing. Zero. Nada. Goose egg. Nothing. 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 The two bazillion dollar question is, why don't you miss you? Where is your life? Where has it gone? Why don't you miss you in your life? Why aren't you out building a life? Forget about anyone else missing you. You need to miss you. You have to stop torturing yourself because you don't know if the life that they're building that you're seeing on Facebook and Instagram and here and there is real. Don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. People put all kinds of crap on social media that's not true. They're, 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 I call them fake book lives and I've talked about it before because I know so many people when I look at their happy family photos on Facebook, I'm thinking, first of all, I know that you've got no control over that kid that you're showing how adorable they are. I know you, you're fighting every other day with that husband or wife that you are showing how magnificent the two of you are together. Nobody puts that shit on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else. They don't put it on there. They construct these lives that they want you to think that everything's just okie dokie. The only thing you really know is that looking at those photos, whether it's fantasy or not, is making you nuts. It's happy apples versus miserable oranges. And the comparison doesn't work. If you're looking at someone else's fake book life and thinking, oh, woe is me. You're in the absolute wrong calculation. Get out of it. And most of us wish terrible things on people that have hurt us. But they're not going to be posting those things on social media. They're just not. They're not going to say, oh, boo-hoo, ever since I left this person, my life has gone to shambles. You're not going to get the revenge that you want or the karma that you want on social media. It's not going to happen. They're not going to post about it even if it happens. They're not taking photos of their arguments. They're not doing audiograms of their arguments. They're, they're putting up photos of laughing, shiny people on a boat in the middle of the ocean, having a grand old time. And every time you see it, a little bit of you dies inside because you're not on the boat. You're not happy smiling with everybody else. If your ex is treating the new person badly, you're not going to see that on Facebook. Nobody's going to put that on Facebook. You're not going to see the fights. You're not going to see the disagreements. You're not going to see the pet peeves. You're not going to see the day somebody threw 
water at the other person and stomped out. You're not going to see any of that stuff. They don't put that on social media. They don't put their doubts, their fears, their pressures, the, oh my God, did I make a mistake? They're not going to put that on social media. So stop looking for it. Repeat after me right now. Stop what you're doing. Stop what you're thinking. Stop what you're saying and repeat after me. I will stop comparing my insides to everyone else's outsides. You don't know what's really going on. And you know why you don't need to know what's really going on? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have a responsibility to you. You need to take care of you. You need to focus on you. And you need to fulfill your responsibility to yourself to not care about them. You need to take the energy that you're putting into worrying about them into worrying about you. Go to getting back out there. Start working on your standards and compatibility list. Start thinking about what you want in a partner. Stay off of social media. Go through a social media detox. It will do you good no matter who you are. You don't have to be happy for your ex. You don't have to worry about your ex. You don't have to be anything. A person moving on from a relationship so fast hurts. It really does. And when it's done in a public way on social media, it really hurts. Stop taking it so personally. It has nothing to do with you. Some people just can't stand being alone. They just jump from one relationship to another. That's not the healthy thing to be doing. And the person they're with is not healthy either because healthy people would shy away from somebody who just bounced out of a relationship into their life. So you know straight off the bat that that's not a healthy situation. If you do your grief, if you focus on you, if you stop worrying about them, you'll be much happier in the end. You will beat them out because you will beat them to healthy no matter what. And please remember that breakup violence is very real. If you are a person who's so angry that you got broken up with, go to see a counselor. Leave your ex alone. Leave your ex alone. Breakup violence is not, according to 48 Hours, a growing trend. It's something that's been around a long time. I told this story about the night that my homicidal ex-boyfriend let the dog out and jumped in my car and was arrested that night for attempted murder. It's not new. In fact, it's very old, but I do believe that social media exacerbates it. But another thing that exacerbates it is obsession. And obsession happens both males and females. And that's why I did my male stalking podcasts and articles. And that's why I'm going to do the Emma Walker stalking podcast. But it can be very real. An obsessive ex can be male or female. But there are signs in a relationship. And like I've said, one thing that women do When they're in a relationship and the guy goes to break up with her, she threatens suicide. Guys, you're not responsible for keeping her alive. Most of the time it's manipulation. It's what Jodi Arias did who killed her boyfriend, Travis Alexander. It's what Shana Hubers did who killed her boyfriend, Ryan Poston. It's a ploy. It's manipulation. Don't fall for it. You're not responsible. Even if she goes off and kills herself, it's not your fault. You have no duty to keep her alive. She has a duty to keep herself alive, not you. You are entitled to walk away from a relationship that doesn't work. It doesn't matter. No matter who you are, if an ex is threatening suicide because you're going to break up with them, 
call 911, tell them about the suicidal threat, and then get away from this person. Because guys threaten suicide, women threaten suicide, but you really need to not feel responsible. First of all, it's usually a threat. It's usually just for manipulation. And you sticking around isn't going to do either one of you any good. Just detach from that. Leave it alone. The other thing is if somebody is so possessive that they need to know where you are 24 hours a day, that's a bad relationship. Don't do it. Everybody not only should unplug a few hours each day, but should have time to themselves where nobody in the world knows where they are, what they're doing. That's a healthy life. A healthy life has self-discipline and self-discipline involves unplugging for a certain amount of time each and every day. I do it for a few hours in the morning and a few hours at night. There are sometimes nobody can reach me. Sometimes I put my, my phone on airplane mode for an entire weekend. I don't want to be at everybody's beck and call. A self-disciplined life is about I'm taking this time for me and nobody has the right to know where I am, including your mate. If you have a good and healthy relationship, you trust each other and you can disappear off the face of the earth for a few hours at a time. And if somebody doesn't let you do that, that's not healthy. You either need to get them to do it or you need to end the relationship. So in a relationship, there are signs that it's unhealthy and it's obsessive. And you need to make sure that if any of those signs are there, you get out. And if you get out, the most dangerous time, even if somebody has never shown any kind of violence towards you, the most dangerous time is when you break up and right after you break up. It's a dangerous, dangerous time for both men and women. If your ex comes knocking, don't let them in. And if they say, if you don't let me in, I'm going to go home and kill myself. Fine, go kill yourself. It's, you have no duty to let them in. Don't do it. So when I go through the Jody Arias appeal briefs and I do the podcast on it, I'm going to mention some of the Shane Huber stuff. And I'm also going to mention some of the other things. But it is going to be a podcast that is going to be for both true crime people and breakup people because there's a lot of relationship dynamics that people need to know about that went on in that crazy relationship. But Travis Alexander paid with paid for it, the craziness with his life. And that's a high price to pay. And Jody Arias was not a domestic violence victim. And I'll go through that more than I have before. But it's one of those things where he didn't think that he could really stop speaking to her because she would threaten that she was going to kill herself. You know, same thing with Shane Ubers and Ryan Poston. And now both Travis Alexander and Ryan Poston are dead. All because they were being too good a guy by trying to have a soft heart towards somebody who was really upset over the breakup. Let them deal with the breakup by themselves. If you're that upset over a breakup, you need to see a counselor. You need to see a support group. You don't need to see your ex. That's not it. And if being replaced by the ex on social media is really getting to you, get off social media. And if you can't get off social media, then don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. You're going to lose every single time. That's it. This is Susan Elliott, host of Me Land Talk on Podcast. Please go to the website. Please support the website through Patreon, become a meanie, and send me your cards and let us see what else you would like to hear. Talk to you guys soon. Take care, everybody. This is an Elliot, host of the Me Talking Podcast. Bye bye.